Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Kate Seinard. I'm Meg Healy. And I'm Amanda Carestio. Today on the podcast, we're talking about our favorite summer layer, the swimsuit cover-up. We'll talk favorite patterns and fabrics and discuss how to successfully sew sheer fabrics. We'll each share a little something in our Sojo segment, and we'll ask you to share something too. Before we jump in, though, we want to mention that we know there's a lot going on in the world right now, and it's been on all of our minds. Mm -hmm. We are going to dedicate our Sew and Tell segment to that today, so listen for that a little bit later on in the show. And in the meantime, let's go ahead and jump in. All right. So in the summer, many of us head to the beach or the swimming pool. Of course, we wear our swimsuits, maybe even me-made ones, but a cover-up is also a staple of beach or pool wear. So let's talk about making our own cover-ups. So first question, of course, do you guys sew cover-ups for yourselves? I mean, I do. I love sewing cover-ups and I love wearing them so much. They're just so, so fun. I always, it's, and I always, when I finish a swimsuit, I need to have a matching cover-up. Like, I just can't stand if <laughs> it doesn't matter. It has to be an outfit. Uh, so I, extra. I totally so can see that being yeah. you, Meg. <laughs> How about you, Amanda? Uh, you know, I don't, think I've, I've, I don't think I've ever dedicated time or specific mental space to sewing a cover-up. No? Like, I tend to just use... I tend to use... Um, Garments I already have, like easy tank yes. dresses, yeah. you know. Um, I was thinking about it, and this year, probably my go-to is going to be um, the robe I mo- made as part of our Sew Your Roll Challenge. <gasps> yes. So, that's, that's you know, lovely, yeah. yeah. So it's usually something I, – I usually think about cover-ups as like a, a garment that is easy to wear over a swimsuit, but it usually starts its life as just – a garment that I've made to wear on a regular basis as a standalone garment. And so that's how it works for me too. Um, my favorite, my favorite cover up is my, uh, well, cover ups are my pony dress, which I wear one day mm-hmm. and then I use as a kind of lounge wear and, or a cover up mm. for like the next week. Um, until it starts to smell and then I <laughs> throw it in the laundry and then I grab another oh, one and, and do it again. Um, but yeah, I, I've never that that I can think of. I've never sewn a cover up specifically, um, but I definitely have used things that I have sewn as cover ups. So um, Amanda kind of already answered this, but I'll ask her to specify what kind of cover ups do you prefer? Well, I definitely I mentioned the um, the Suki robe, which is a pattern by um, Helen's Closet is going to be my go-to this summer. I just know it. But I was also thinking about the Pony Tank by Chalk and Notch. That's just such Mm -hmm. a great summer dress. Um, I also sewed up a quick um, Easy as Tie dress, which was a pattern in the April-May issue of Sew News. And it's just a really um, easy knit dress that you can just slip on. Um, it's not super fitted. Um, so I think those are kind of my favorites. I definitely, I mean, in all things, I like big and boxy and flowy. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, I, the same is definitely true for, for cover-ups. Mm-hmm. 
My rules, I always need to see the swimsuit. I don't like a cover-up that's completely hides the swimsuit because usually like Mm -hmm. I I made it and I want to show it off too. So I like when it's just a bottom, I do a lot of like, I guess I would repurpose like shorts and stuff like that and wrap skirts. I remember I, I've now repurposed my Niagara skirt that I made for, um, the capsule studio, uh, not athleisure. That one's just been on my mind. (laughs) The the well-traveled one. I love that as a cover up because you can still see the top. And I like uh, open things, open robe, like sheer open robes are my favorite. I, Mm. I think I've sewn like five of them. And I remember I lent one, uh, to my friend. She was going, no, I lent two actually. She was going for, um, a trip to Mexico for her, uh, um, for a wedding and I lent them to her and it's been like two years and I haven't gotten them back. So I'm taking that as a compliment <laughs> that she just loved. And they were like, like they're so quick to make. It's like, basically a, it's just like, I fold the fabric in half and like, so two seam. I even like use the selvage, like fringe edge as the finishing. So, and she says she gets compliments on them all the time. So they're hers now and she loves them and I can just make more. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sounds perfect. Well, yeah. um, as I mentioned, I am a huge fan of the pony pony dress at, from Jock and Notch as as a cover up, just because it's got that A shape and it's just easy to dra- just throw on over your um, bathing suit and everything. But here's a little um, fun fact about me that I don't think either of you guys know. I actually collect sarongs. Oh, it you started, do? I do. Really? It started oh, I love when, that. <laughs> <laughs> it started when I was 16 years old in Hawaii, and I found somebody was was selling these beautiful handmade sarongs. They're it was it's cotton and um, hand dyed with you know Hawaiian patterns on it and like salt resist, and it's it's gorgeous. It really is. And also, I discovered it is the most comfortable thing in the world to wear mm-hmm. over a bathing suit. And um, it just kind of snowballed from there. And now I have an in- the largest drawer in my um, dresser is almost entirely full of sarongs. <laughs> oh, my god! I gosh. have them in all the colors awesome. and all the prints. How many do you think you actually have? Like, how, how many? many do I think I actually have? I think somewhere between 30 and 50. Um, <gasps> I have a lot of sarongs. Wow. wow. <laughs> And it's it's like and I use them all that like at this time of year, um, I'll get up out of bed and instead of putting on a bathrobe, I'll I'll wrap myself in a sarong. Um, And actually, I've um, my my here's my other secret is I totally got my husband into them, too. He doesn't have a large collection. (laughs) He's only got like five, but he totally will wear sarongs in the mornings (laughs) and stuff. Um, He he doesn't go around the top. He just goes around the waist. But um, (laughs) but yeah, so um, I I use sarongs as kind of a a go to cover up, which and I I think they're great because you can tie them up around your bust if you feel like covering most of your body or you can tie them around your waist and you can tie them in a bunch of different ways. And um, I have never made one because A, I have somewhere between 30 and 50 that I already own. So why make one? And B, I mean, they're super easy. They're just rectangles of fabric. Um, So it's not like a challenge. Is that the, yeah, the sarong is like the rectangle with the two long straps, right? Like the two long ties, right? Uh, No, they're just, they're just rectangles. I was going to say, if you ever used uh, one as like fabric for, to cut uh, something else out (gasps) of 
My sarong? Or is that no. just... Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> no, actually, like, though, what that's, if it was a that's quite really an idea. Love. If I didn't if, yeah, if like, I don't really it, like it, I totally could. Um, yeah, because it's it basically it fabric. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is. It's basically fabric. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, my, my sarongs. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like kind of horrified. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. I just, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's totally logical. It just uh, is not something that's ever occurred to me because a lot of them are, they're associated with trips I've taken. And so oh, right. um, yeah. in a lot yeah. of cases, they have a lot of nostalgia. And, you know, this, this one was when I went to the Caribbean with my sister and brother-in-law. And then this one was when I was in Hawaii and, um, yeah. In 2003 and was there with all of my family who came through for my parents' wedding anniversary. And so, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of that to it. Um, so mm-hmm. I've never done that, but um, I could see how guess, that might be a thing. Yeah, I had that on the mind because uh, I was doing some organizing on the organizing. Oh, my gosh. Organization <laughs> on the weekend. And I found some old scarves and I actually uh, am cutting like a, a cropped like Roscoe blouse out of a scarf. And so I just mm. kind of had that like uh, just like a square, you know, into fabric. Mm-hmm. It's not actually garters. So that's what's on the mind. But yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. It's a rather large piece of, um, it's, it's a rather <laughs> large piece of fabric. So yeah, I could I could see that. Um, but yeah, so anyway, that's that's my favorite type of cover up. Um, but again, not something yeah. I really sew because, um, yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> so I have one other question before we move on. I want to talk about sarongs more. Okay, let's talk do about sarongs more. Have- let's do it. Do yours have fringe edge? Do they have decorative edge? Is it various um, finishes? It's various. Um, they either have a finished edge, um, usually, which is just like a, a simple double fold. Um, and mm-hmm. often they'll use the selvage. They'll be they'll be woven in such a way that they don't need a finished edge on the long edges. Um, right. And then yeah. some of them have um, fringes and some of them don't. It just depends on the on the sarong. Um, the, the fringe is kind of standard, um, but you can find them without. Mm -hmm. And usually I'm looking more for a fabric or a pattern that really appeals to me. So at that point, it's just like fringe, no fringe, whatever comes with this sarong that I love. Do you tie it in the front or the side or the back? Um, I don't believe I've ever tied it in the back, but um, I'll tie it on the front or the side, depending on how I feel. Um, But actually, I learned from a friend of mine who grew up in Hawaii many years ago. I often wear it Hawaiian style, which is where you wrap it all the way around and then you roll the the upper Uh, edge a couple of times. And then that kind of holds it in place. So it has more of an overlap. And then the knot isn't poking you and stuff so that that's what i do to my towel like when i wrap a towel mm-hmm. around myself that's what i do like the roll oh, that's mm-hmm. what, i love this sarong life that we've just discovered about kate like 50 sor- that's i don't I know i have to go i might be that's exaggerating amazing. i really do but like i said i have been collecting them <laughs> i've been collecting them for more than half my life i have a lot of sarongs and i know you're a big like you're a huge fan of like going on cruises like do you how many mm-hmm. would you pack in a in a cruise trip <laughs> Um, well, Meg, I think you'll actually appreciate this. I pack usually one for every bathing suit. Oh, okay, good. And I coordinate I them. 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 Oh, uh, not I one love, for every day, yes. but one for every bathing suit. Well, yeah, you need um, a ma- And then I the usually have, 
I usually have one and this is it. It's usually that first one I got. Um, I will often when I fly, I will keep that in my bag. And if I feel like I need a blanket, I will pull that out. Also, if if you're in if you're in a hot location, if you're in the Caribbean or something and you want to like lay in the sun, but cover yourself up so you don't burn like I have very, very fair skin. So I burn very easily. Um, Or if you just want Anything to act as a blanket on a hot day, a, a, a sarong is a great option. It's super thin. It's just kind of there and it kind of floats on you. And yeah. Oh, sarong life. I'm going to need to see pictures. I know. I'm just thinking that like, what if we have Kate like pull like her, could you like pull like top 10, like go through top and like, 10? you can't like favor, uh. I probably could pull my top 10. If you wanted me to pull my top one, I would say no. But uh, now I want I you to probably. pull your top one. No. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be one of the ones in my top 10. Yeah, no, I could pull out some pictures of some of my sarongs yeah. and maybe maybe I'll empty out my sarong drawer and um, layer them all up and see um, I how many I actually have. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I know. I I always think. I think my favorite cover up that I've made is the one that I made for um, so new. It was a, a, I think it was a couple years ago, but it was that lime green um, like netted maxi dress. But it was oh, like a yes. really open net, and um, so yeah, that was you could, really like, cool. Really see the swimsuit underneath. No, I yeah, I love that. Yeah, did that that have that had like a turtleneck? Did it? Yeah, it had like a high neckline. Yeah, yeah, like a high neckline and no no sleeves, right? It was sleeveless. No sleeves, no. I'm 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 trying to mentally picture again. It was really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that one. It was. was It had a lot of interesting features. Yeah, we should we should pull out a picture of that too. Yeah, that's like some of the things. It's it doesn't even have to be a cover up pattern that you use. It's kind of just depends on the fab, like whatever, like I just use like a dress pattern and if it's a a big open like net weave or a mesh or like um, any sheer fabric, you can make anything truly a cover up. Which It's true. And that was actually going to be my next question is what kind of fabrics do you like to make your cover ups out of? (laughs) (laughs) So for me, um, if I, when I have made them and, they're usually things that I wear on an everyday occasion. Like I said, um, I will use mm-hmm. um, usually a, about a 50 50 um, cotton poly blend, uh, stable knit, mm-hmm. um, because it's super comfy. Um, it dries out pretty quick. It doesn't get too wrinkly. And generally, it's pretty comfy for that kind of that kind of thing. But yeah, I think if I were going to like be like, full on I'm making a beach cover up I probably would go for something more sheer than that I definitely like the sheer fabrics yeah swishy woven Mm -hmm. things like that um I also think if I was going to make a dedicated um swim cover up I would probably do double gauze because Mm, that's just one of my favorite fabrics in the summertime and I could see that being really good over you know um like I think it would soak up the it's really absorbent. Totally. So I feel like that would just be kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd be kind of dreamy. So that's yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, I've never actually used like a knit. I always think of cover-ups as a woven fabric. I never thought to use like a Me knit too. Like, or a stretch fabric as a cover-up. I've ne- yeah. I just, I like using, if I want to be really comfortable and I want to be yeah. really comfortable at the pool, I, I like knits yeah. because they, uh, they'll move with you a little bit more than a woven will. Um, and mm-hmm. of course that dress is a knit dress. So um, I'm not sure how it would work in a, in a woven, but uh, right. Yeah. Uh, It's definitely a little heavy. Like I wouldn't want to be wearing it at the beach for, um, you know, hours on end, but it is nice to walk, you know, into the pool wearing it and then put it on for the walk out of the pool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My favorite cover up fabric is like a a printed, like sheer chiffon. Like that's my Mm, favorite cover up fabric that I can just, yeah, it's, that I can just sew in like a nice big robe. That's always like my my go to. It's open the front. It's all coordinated and yeah. And I like a print too because then you can. I know we're talking about this in the next segment, but you you can get away a little bit more without like perfect like French seams with like a printed chiffon. Uh-huh. You don't notice the seams quite <laughs> as much. You can kind of just surge. That just disguises the in, the uh, inside a little bit, but. Yeah. Oh, I still have to go through all my. Oh, I just wanna. I just wanna go and buy a pool right now. Oh, that would be so nice. Oh, I yes. know it was so hot yesterday, and all I wanted was to go to the pool. Um, this again, this episode is a little bit um, aspirational <laughs> because totally. I don't know who can go totally. to pools right now. I'm sure some people yeah. can. Um, my my uh, cousins went to visit my aunt and uncle in. Uh, California and they have a private pool. And so their kids apparently were in it about 10 hours a day, which I can totally appreciate because I would have been too. Yeah. All right. So how about patterns for cover-ups? I mean, pony tank, obviously. Uh (laughs) Or pony dress. What else? I mean, I definitely love the robe angle. Mm -hmm. Um, so the Suki robe, as I mentioned by Helen's Closet, is definitely one of my favorites. But I'm feeling like I'm just sitting, we're recording, I'm sitting in my sewing space and looking at all the sheer fabrics that I just never get to. And like they're kind <laughs> of is, begging to be a cover-up. Yeah. <laughs> this is the time. But I I think that I am lacking in caftans. Like I mm-hmm. like if there's a oh, moment yes. to be extra, it's definitely the summer and I don't I don't really have any big wild caftans to lounge in, so I might need to correct that situation. Yeah, um, that sounds like I a think tragedy. When I think about cover-ups. Yeah, it's total tragedy. <laughs> I I think when I think about cover-ups, I definitely envision wraps because that just seems like, you know, easy on and off. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I do like the idea of like a little bit of swimsuit peeking out from underneath. But um, so, yeah, I might have to do a little bit more research on some easy breezy caftans to to use because I I definitely the the there's fabric just calling out to me right now (laughs) as it does. mm -hmm. Yeah, caftans don't even really have to be uh, a cover up. Like that's totally something you can do. It's also yeah. like home loungewear. Like oh, yeah. you were mentioning to me totally. that ha- that Instagram hashtag that um, I need to start mm-hmm. following. The it's called caftans and cocktails. That's yes. So my mood right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Pure mood right it's now. It's a mood. Oh. Yeah. That, yep. Yeah. Oh wow. 
now I want both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, a and if you pool, and yes, a pool. and a pool. Well, actually, Berta Style has a ton of really good cover-up patterns. Uh, I think they even have a whole section on it, but they have tons of um, like draft-it-yourself robe patterns and caftan patterns. And we actually are running a Berta Style so long right now uh, on So Daily that it's free, free to register. And it's a draft-it-yourself caftan pattern, but it's super easy. And uh, I had... I'm upset. I made a lime green, like sheer one. And then I cropped it into a top because I loved the fit of it so much. It was like the belt even like loops through it. So it's like a draped back, but the front is cinched. It's so, oh, I love it. Uh, uh, what's yeah, what's so the nice. length on that? Because that sounds really lovely. <laughs> the length, you mean of of the pattern? Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't like, know it, that I want like goes, an ankle length. It's pretty ang- – it's – well, for me, it's definitely <laughs> ankle length, uh, but it's pretty easy to shorten. Uh-huh, like, I just too. like ha- – yeah, I just like held the paper up to my uh, – and you can uh, – with the measurements, you could easily crop it. But oh, yeah, it's if you're meant, drafting I think it's it yourself, be, yeah, I could do it. I think that, with like, a pattern model, length? it's like mid-calf, like mid-calf. Uh, <laughs> yes, but for me, it's definitely – yeah, it's a <laughs> – but yeah, it's a – Floral length, yeah, nice. I, I love nice. it. Nice. I'm gonna have to I, look I think into I that for sure. Start wearing it around the house for sure because I have it tucked up in my like swimsuit cover up bin. But I think I'm gonna have to bring it out for for homeware too. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, but I haven't. I've only sewn Berta cover up uh, patterns. I've not. Haven't. Have I experimented do, I think a with anything else? Would would be a a phenomenal uh, cover-up pattern. I think that would be so perfect. Well, and I think what you said earlier too, you know, you can take a lot of things and make them into cover-ups. You just have to choose a good fabric and you probably don't want anything that's got like a whole bunch of seams, like princess seam cover-ups are probably a little silly, but Mm -hmm. if it's boxy and loose, um, you know, just make it out of something sheer or semi-sheer. Yeah, grab your double gauze. Oh, I want some double gauze. Um, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you can you can make uh, you can make cover ups out of a lot of things. Do you know what I really want to do? I've always wanted um, a pair of uh, cover up kula. I'm thinking of making a pair of ninis in a totally sheer fabric. I think that would be really cute. And then you could put it over your bathing suit, so mm-hmm. but it's like sheer pants. I think that is definitely my next go to. Uh, cover up make because for me it's like we need to bike like when we um go to like the beach or that because that's our kind of only access of water we bike there and so i need like a i hate biking and because it gets wrapped up in my like wheels Mm -hmm. but i think pants could be very bikeable and i'm just wearing my swimsuit so i think that would be really practical for um, Mm -hmm. like in the city uh (laughs) beach going yeah yeah i could totally body of water that's yeah close to yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm totally making that next. <laughs> Some sheer ninis. <laughs> all right. Sheer ninis for Meg. Amanda's been, is being called to by all of her prints. I, I see. I, I see her keep looking to this. Like, yeah. can you like pull, pull do you, is it in within arm's reach? I wanna... <laughs> yeah. Let me show I you. See and some. I'll put a picture in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely need a picture. She and we'll do looking. a quick description I was, too. I want to see. It's so not colorful. I've got this, um, white oh, shocker. fabric with <laughs> oh that's shocker with black shocker. stitching with black, <laughs> yeah it it was one of those fabrics that i ordered online oh, and it really came pretty. and it was 
much more sheer than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So, but I just, I love the vibe of it. And yeah, so it's, I it's, might, I'm going to have to look into the, yeah, I was thinking maybe I'll look at the Kaftian sew along instructions yeah. and think about, yeah, drafting one. Yeah. I got to use this. It's so pretty. Yeah, it's That's super so pretty. It looks, it pretty. looks like it's maybe cotton or linen, something like that. Um, I think it might be actually a rayon blend, which is okay. why it was kind of ended Ooh, up nice being kind of sheer. Yeah. Um, That's so pretty. It's totally drapey. So, yeah, it's calling to me. It's going officially in the up next pile. Nice. Nice, nice. nice. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a little break and then let's come back and talk a little bit about sewing some of those sheer fabrics. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Sheer fabrics can have a fabulous impact on a garment, especially a cover-up, but the trick with it is that you can see the insides. (laughs) It's scary. (laughs) So what sheer fabrics have you had experience in sewing? How about Amanda? Which ones have you had experience with? You know, um, mostly the sheer fabrics just sit on my shelf waiting for me. So I think I, whether it's like, um, you know, subconsciously or not, I tend to avoid or delay working with them. Um, kind of thinking about um, some things that we've already talked about. And I don't know if um, double gauze counts as a sheer fabric. I definitely in the in lighter shades, it can be. Um, I'd count but it. But I have... Um, yeah, yeah. I definitely I have some some rayons um and some lighter weight light colored linens that I've worked with, but nothing really too exotic. How about you, Kate? Oh, well, I was in the theater. I've worked with all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I've worked oh, with Oh, yeah. Oh, I've worked with uh oh gosh, there was this beautiful beautiful I made a a slip. Um, for somebody out of this beautiful, um, it was like silk chiffon. Um, I think it was silk chiffon. Um, it was super drapey. It was kind of this butter yellow with these little blue and, um, and pink flowers on it. And it was, it was sort of semi-sheer and it was so beautiful and so delicate and it frayed so easily. Um, but I loved it. I loved it enough. I went and bought some for myself, actually, and have a shirt made out of it that I can't, well, I don't really wear because it's like a costume shirt. Um, but I'll see if I can find it. And uh, because just because it's beautiful, the, looking at the fabric is amazing. Um, I've sewn with plenty of gauze. Um, I'm sure I've sewn with chiffon and organza. I'm sitting here picturing a, a certain garment and it's making me twitch. Um, but yeah, I've, I've sewn with a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of various sheer things over the years. Um, I don't do it much anymore if I can help it because they're a pain, um, generally, but, uh, uh the gauze yeah. is the exception. <laughs> I love gauze. How about you, Meg? Yeah, yeah, gauze is great in the way that it you don't have to pay attention as much, I feel, to the insides, like if they are like mm-hmm. needed French seams. And I think you can get away with uh not sewing, you know, too particular that you're gonna see every seam from the from the right side as you would kind of like um mm-hmm. like a chiffon or something. But yeah, I've definitely worked with 
all all this year. So I've actually, when I was thinking about this, I worked with so much like stretch mesh. I think it was my dance uh, costume days, like um, mm. yeah, like that like power mesh type stuff. Mm-hmm. I've made like like full garments and just kind of stretch powered mesh and stuff. And I like that one because you can just go get get away with just like a surged uh, <laughs> surge right. with those because that's just the difficulty. So which sheer fabrics do you love? Like, I think you guys both said that ga- double gauze is your favorite sheer fabric. Would that um, be your favorite? Or what's, what are your love and, our love and hates? I feel like if I don't I know, love, I like I love gauze. Um, I love uh, actually. I don't actually deal with double gauze very much. I go for like single gauze, and I oh, love the right. stuff. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. but I also have had a very soft spot in my heart. Um, of for a very long time for chiffons. I just love the way they drape, and they're so pretty. And I don't necessarily do anything with them, but I have them, and I love them. Um, so those are probably, I just huge soft spot for chiffon. Yeah. I'd say for me, it's definitely double gauze, but I think that's because, and I think I've sewn it more than the others because it's just a little bit more wearable. Like I really don't have a big, you know, spot in my wardrobe for shears. I don't really have, you know, special occasions happening very regularly that, um, you know, things like that on the more formal side. Um, so I think for me, it's really, it's still kind of about the wearability. So mm-hmm. double gauze for me. Mm-hmm. How about you, Meg? Well, I, I actually felt like back in love with organza is like, it's <sighs> being sheer and a structured, it, it's not as shift. Like I hate like a, like a really del. like I love it, but I hate working with it. Like a really sheer sh- like yeah. a chiffon type thing. It's just so shifty. You cut it out and you oh, yeah. pick it. And you're like, why is this seam like one inch longer? I like they work together when I cut it. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, but you, you just, notice I said I don't actually work with chiffon very much. Yeah. And that's why I just have it around and love it without actually using it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, organza. I just heard some, yeah. I just I made a, a actually a, a jacket with it. No, it's for an upcoming issue of So News, and it turned out so good. And I just love how it, it was crisp, and it actually pressed a lot better than um than I thought mm-hmm. it would. And it was really nice to work with, uh, and it was fun. I was it was really nice. It did it did seem to have quite a bit of structure to it. Is mm-hmm. there anything? Was it like a different kind of blend, or was it what was about it? Do you think made, gave it the structure? I don't know. I need to go. Uh, it was from Mood. I'm going to go back and look at the listing too. Um, of exactly, it was silk what it, though, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was a silk, uh, which is probably it why a, it pressed so well. Uh, yeah, that's true. It was a pumpkin spice silk organza. <laughs> <laughs> Until you make, I cannot wait to see that in person. Cannot yeah. wait. Me too. I've seen the pictures, and mm-hmm. that's all. Yeah, but with that, I needed to brush up on my uh, French seams, which Mm -hmm. (laughs) every single seam I sewed in that jacket was a French seam. And I hadn't done that, I think, since, like, school. (laughs) 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 Uh, Have you guys, like, what's your French seam uh, experience? Have you sewn a garment lately with French seams? No, I... (sighs) 
I don't know. I'm forever looking for shortcuts and tend to take <laughs> the fast route through sewing. But I was, I am um, working on a pants hack for the summer with this um, pretty, the there'll be um, a slit in the pants. And so I think they'll oh, yeah. open pretty pretty wide. And I was thinking yeah. it would be nice to do something a little bit nicer with the seams because they will likely show. Um, but I was trying to figure out, and, and I did look up a couple of tutorials on this, but how to do like an inseam pocket with French seams. Oh. Um, because I was trying to wrap my head around it. And I don't know, I, <laughs> I might do it. I might not. It was, there's definitely tricks for it and you can do mm-hmm. it. Um, but sounds like a puzzle. I don't know. I, I know, I know. And I think part of it is like my brain just sometimes I can envision how it's going to work and sometimes I just can't. And I think French seams are one of those things that just kind of boggle my mind. But I feel like people in my Instagram feed are just kind of French seam fanatics, you know, know. even for, um, you know, basic garments. I mean, I think that, you know, a real benefit is, you know, if the fabric you're working with frays a bunch, I know people who do it because they don't have a serger. a serger. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. French seam. But I also think that it, you know, probably contributes to the longevity of projects, especially, mm-hmm. um, yeah, again, if you're working with a more delicate fabric. So mm-hmm. I, I love the idea of them, but it's not something that I particularly enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. I will use French seams when I um working with either a sheer or a very light and delicate fabric um it's just it's it's kind of what you do um especially um if i if i don't feel like it's going to make a lot of sense to serge it because i always search the edges of everything before i sew anything yeah. um mm-hmm. you guys know that um if if it doesn't make sense to do that i will go ahead and do a french seam it's it's been a while since i've needed to do one but it was probably a couple of years ago i i made something out of gauze and i did french seams on it um and of course when i was working with that beautiful silk chiffon i was talking about i always did french seams with that and I didn't do a lot of sewing French seams when I was in the theater. It usually wasn't necessary. I mean, if it was, like if I was sewing something sheer, I would. But most of the time, we just search the edges of everything. That's where I developed that habit. So um, not like the number one thing in my life, but I certainly have plenty of experience with it. And I don't I don't mind it when it when it's necessary. I do it and it yeah. is what it is. think going into my project I was a lot more like I was delayed in starting it then I I was Mm -hmm. doing it and it actually wasn't as bad as I as I thought yeah I mean Uh, you're sewing every seam twice but yeah I know putting that sleeve in twice I mean I guess it was four sleeve seams for two end result sleeves which was Mm -hmm. fun because I hate doing sleeves but it was fun (laughs) oh I have not done sleeves with French seams that sounds really hard yeah yeah, it was satisfying though after they were done. Uh. I'm trying to remember. I think I mostly do raglan sleeves with French seams. Those are a little easier. Oh, that seems smart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I do it on purpose. I think it just works out that way. <laughs> yeah. Subconsciously, you just don't cut like set in sleeves and sheer fabrics. Just, you're just I, just mind my, I just choose my patterns smart. Yeah, you choose your patterns smart. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you pointed out something uh, to me, Kate, what I didn't realize because you um, edit all all of my stuff and you see like because I take photos of every step and you were saying how I when I did my French seam, I do the same seam allowance twice. And you mm-hmm. said, oh, I usually like would, would think or you've done it like where you – do a smaller seam allowance the first time. But I, uh, what I was thinking, like when I was doing that, I could just for me, I was just being really picky because it was, I could see like within even the sheer ganza, that little stop in it, uh-huh. that little, yeah, inside the French seam. So then I just doubled it and I was like, right, like just like a hair to, to that second seam allowance. So I yeah, just see when I, when I tried to do that, I would end up getting, uh, getting the edge of the first poke. seam oh, sticking out yeah. of the first edge. So I always do, mm-hmm. you know, Me it's too. like if, you, if you've got a like five eighths inch seam allowance, you do a quarter inch for the first one and then three eighths for the next one. So oh, you have that little okay. extra space. Um, that's what I always learned. But, you know, hey, if you can pull it off and it sounds like you can, then, you know, more power to you. Keep that little bit from showing through. <laughs> Yeah, I know you get the garment and you're like, why are all these things poking out? No, I, I made sure that they did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but there are some tricks uh, that you can do if you don't like to do French seams. So one time I was making um, a chiffon garment and instead of, like there's one thing for like a serge seam, but I did like a, a rolled hem, but even for like my all the inner seams too, right? And so mm-hmm. it, it was a bit, it was a better finish on the inside, just like a tiny seam allowance, but it was finished without actually having to do that much extra, extra work. Mm-hmm. And especially to, to hem an edge too. I love a rolled, uh, like, um, a rolled hem. You know, on a serger is perfect for sheer oh, fabrics. Oh yeah, that's my go-to if I'm if oh. I'm hemming something sheer. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't really experimented too much with the rolled hem. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll have to do that if I if I make a caftan. Yeah, yes, totally. definitely. Sometimes sometimes you run into the problem where it's catching so few threads of the fabric that it starts to pull them away. Um, oh, that's yeah. the only issue I have. But I think I think if you're willing to trim off a little bit of your edge, then oh, that yeah. usually takes care of that. It usually gets in there sturdy mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, and I just loosen my tensions a little bit if it's doing that. I, mm-hmm. If it's like a little bit uh, looser, that helps. But yeah, I, I, I always leave an extra inch because I like to cut off a lot when I'm doing a roll tem, mm-hmm. um, for sure. But yeah, I love using them for the inner seams as well. Nice. And then I meant- That's a yeah, great tip. I'll, yeah. Oh, thank you. And then when I'm also with, well, I I do that more often when it's like not as a, a graphic print or it's, you can see through it. But if you have like a really printed chiffon, I find you can definitely get away with not using French seams, <laughs> I find. Because <laughs> the print is distracting. Yeah. The print kind of covers up the, yes, the seam allowance. It, yeah. Yeah. So. I like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, because the this uh, I made um, like the top version of the caftan, and then the long version. Um, the top version was really heavily uh, printed, and it was still sheer, but you can't really see um, a lot of the. Stuff. And I added pom poms to it. Always like if you're afraid to like hem the edge, add a trim, add a fringe, add a, like <laughs> that's also a really good tip if you don't want to do like a, I I can't get my single stitch like. That what's that foot called? Or it does like the double. Um, what's that one called? The blind hem. Yeah, yeah, the one that folds it in twice as you sew it on your. St- oh, the like rolled the, hem. 
The rolled hem. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so yeah. I can never get that foot to work. Oh, uh. yeah, they're they're kind of challenging. You have to focus on them pretty hard. But I I love a sheer cover up with pom poms on it. I mean, yeah. that's like one of my favorite visuals in the world. I'm just like, oh, yeah. yes, please, mm-hmm. more. Bring on the pom poms. <laughs> Bring on the pom poms. Bring on the pom poms. Uh, and then another. Uh, lastly, just some like pattern. I know I had to do this when I was doing my, um, just like some pattern considerations. Sometimes you need to think of the construction. Uh, if you are making less of a cover-up sort of situation, but more of, because um, you can use a lot of organza for like um, evening wear, like boleros and lots of mm-hmm. um, sort of stuff. Uh, but I had to eliminate the facing in my jacket because you you can see that. I mean, sometimes that's fine yeah. if you want that aesthetic, but I had to eliminate the facing because mm-hmm. then I'd also have to like, and then you could see the seam. And so I, instead I used um, bias and I did like, a, I cut bias out of the organza and then finished the edge that way. So I don't see facing lines on the inside and just like things like that, that you have to think about because everything, yeah, from the inside is going to finish, going to be seen outside so mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure yeah things like I that I think you so. did a, a really great job of uh, finding ways to deal with that when you were putting together that jacket um, mm-hmm. I think that um, I highly recommend that um, when we get towards a later part of the year when the let's see what is it October November issue comes out I sh- I recommend people taking a look at that article because I think Meg did a really great job like it's got pockets yeah. it's got belt loops it's got yeah. all of these little details and she really put it together beautifully so it it doesn't look too overstitched or anything uh-huh so. yeah I need the way maybe, that the pattern- maybe we can share a sneak peek or something like that. Ooh, I do have some photos that I, I like a little. Yes, I have a the perfect sneak peek yeah. photo that I'll put in the show notes. One hundred percent. Yeah, awesome, awesome, Yay. awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's it's really cool. And uh, yeah, I, I think you're. I think our readers are going to love it. And if you're one of our readers, I think you'll love it. Hmm. Yeah, but definitely the sheer lends itself to I think the this time of the the year. I don't sew mm-hmm. with shears quite often mm-hmm. in the fall and the winter for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that was fun talking about so many good tips. sheer fabrics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh I want to go uh dig through my chiffons and see what I've got and see if I and your sarongs. And <laughs> my sarong. Yes, I need to go count my sarongs so I can tell you sarong. exactly how many I have. Yeah, you do. Um <laughs> the problem is I'm pretty sure there are some that are like in my laundry pile too. So I'm gonna have to do extra looking to find everything. Well, all right, you guys, I'm super inspired. Let's go ahead and jump into our Sojo segment where we talk about our sewing mojo and what is currently um, keeping us excited about sewing. Um, Meg, why don't you go first? Well, actually, I'm, um, I just, I have a pair of, uh, the Pietra pants from Closet Case Patterns cut out. I'm where I actually sewed up a, a muslin fitting of them, and I actually they turned out so well. I finished like the hem and everything, and I I wore them like on Saturday, <laughs> the, like my fitting because they just look like uh, uh I I wore them out like. Nice. <laughs> but I'm excited to. I think what that's kind of fabric be, did you use? Um, I cut them in this like 
blue denim linen, but for like my muslin fitting, I just had like my, my muslin fabric for my just your muslin my sample. Cool. Yeah. Nice. And then I, it was just to check the fitting, but it fits so well and I just loved them so much. Like it didn't even look that as a as a fitting. So yeah. I finished the hem and I finished the insides. And so now I'm gonna have two, but I that pattern is amazing. I have really not dealt like dived into I, I'm always been sewing Berta pant patterns, but that one is going to be a go-to. It was I loved it. So gonna be sewing more. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Amanda? What's your sojo? You know, I am um, working my way through a little summer capsule that I put together. Um, oh. I guess I was really inspired after our last episode. And I don't, I, I think I've mentioned this before. I have a lot of summer basics. I just, I have summer clothes are definitely my favorite to sew and I sew them. I, I probably sew for that season more than anything. Um, so I don't have a ton of needs, but I do have some fabrics that I'd like to use for the summer. Um, some, some graphic prints and, um, some things from my collection that I'm kind of interested in, in sewing up. And once I kind of put them all together, um, and looked at the fabrics, I was like, oh, these kind of go together. This is an accidental capsule. So that's what I'm working on. Accidental um, and I'm kind of excited capsule. about it. <laughs> yep. It happens. Awesome. Capsule happens. <laughs> capsule happens. <laughs> what about you, Kate? Well, um, I actually did some sewing over the weekend. I kind of on an impulse made my, made a willow tank out of a, a leftover piece of um, galaxy print that I have. Um, so Ooh. I'm looking for it's a little chillier today than it has been. So I'm looking forward to wearing that in a few days when it warms up. Um, but that mostly happened because I um, am on a quest. I know I cut bias strips. I know I cut bias strips mm. to go with my um, to go with my Delphi dress um, because the fabric I have is way too stretchy to be to, to use it for the straps. I need to have something more sturdy and I cannot find them because I cut them in like November or something. Maybe No, I probably cut them in October, September, something like that. It's been a really long time and I cannot find them. And I'm so mad because the color was like perfectly matched. It was, I mean, it was a print. It was a like a quilting cotton print, but the color was like perfectly matched and I'm just so mad. But I think I found an okay alternate match, probably from the same collection actually, uh, yesterday. So I'm going to take a look at them with my, take a look at that with my fabric pieces and and uh, take two deep breaths, let it go, and cut myself some more bias strips and start on my Delphi dress once I get that done. So nice. um, that is what is giving me my sojo right now. I love it. I love it. I have definitely that's, – that's what happens when you, like, start a project and then you take a big break, like, you know, so nine mad. months. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad. Can't, why couldn't you have just put them with the dress – pieces that you had already cut out. Why did you leave them somewhere else? You ah, know, Kate. you know, you're going to find them like a year down the road, somewhere totally random. You are going to oh. find them someday and yep. in a random place at a random time. <laughs> I actually expect to find them as soon as I finish the dress. Like literally oh. later that day. Or that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. <sighs> That's how it works. Well, let's go ahead and Let's jump yeah. into sew and tell. As mm -hmm. we mentioned at the start of the show, we're going to do things a little bit differently this time. 
Um, we are going to take a pause from our standard sew and tell format to address the conversation taking place in the nation and within the sewing community regarding racism and racial injustice. If you haven't taken a moment to dip into the conversation, we encourage you to. It's a deep and moving and important conversation that's happening right now. As three white women, we also urge you to seek out and listen to voices from within the black sewing community. Mm -hmm. um, so we thought we'd offer a few options for that to just get started kind of introducing yourself. Um, and if you're looking to diversify the voices that you're hearing from. Um, so if you're looking for an, an additional podcast to add to your list, consider Stitch Please by Lisa um, of, at Black Women Stitch on Instagram. Um, you should also watch the Black Makers Matter space to follow a coalition of makers working for change in the craft industry. I'm really excited to see what this yeah. group does. Um, and consider following one of the Black designers or contributors or makers that we featured in our magazines. Um, just, as a, just as a starting place, if you're interested in kind of jumping into that conversation. And I think that it's a really good thing for us to all be thinking about the kind of craft space we want the kind of yeah. craft community that we want mm -hmm. and i think that um you know a diverse one that is built on genuine connection is definitely part of what um, i am hoping for for our future as humans and also our future um within the sewing community so um so yeah we are going to take a break from our community question this week to just kind of give space for um that listening and that research and this really important conversation that's happening so um I don't know about anyone else, but I would like it if you have any resources to share for our community um voices to listen to people to follow um anything like that please please do feel free to drop them in our Instagram. Um, as you would answers to our question. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that um, it's really important since we are members of the, the craft industry, um, as well as makers and passionate sewists ourselves, that, um, that we make ourselves really open to feedback. And I think that's, um, so that's, an extended invitation um, to, to pass that along to us. Um, I think it's something that we, if we're gonna, if we're gonna put in the work in this space, um, then feedback is essential. So mm -hmm. it's really, it's really just a starting place. Um, thank you so much to to our community, and um, thanks so much for coming together and chatting about sewing today, you guys. <laughs> of course, yes. um, but yeah, everybody, uh, everybody, stay safe out there, okay? And happy stitching. Mm -hmm. Happy stitching, yes. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Our consulting producer is Ron Doyle, and our executive producer is Jared Mayer. 